Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome. Thank you for joining us. Happy to be uh, listening and uh, broadcasting live today. And uh, we've got a little bit longer show. We've changed it up. We'll talk about that in a second. And uh, so if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us many ways like iHeartRadio or iTunes or a number of other things. And you can listen live on Twitter. And how is that done, Marsha? Well, we, we're changing our format a little bit. We're going to be switching around. I mean, we've been podcasting for a very long time, long before Mark would even admit it was podcasting. Yeah, exactly. I still don't admit it. I still, uh, I'm still yeah, an AM radio guy, yeah. I know, I know. And we're sad about that, but that's okay. Yeah, um, okay. Right now, as far as we can do it right now, we will be live casting on Twitter. We may be going to a recording. We're not sure, so we're trying out a new format this week, which will be one slightly longer segment, and no two segments to listen to, and it will be on iHeartRadio, it'll be on all the regular stuff that you normally listen to us on, so we hope you'll stick with us and help us work through this new format, because it's a change, big change for us. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, same show, just a little bit uh, longer segments today. It's going to be about a 45-minute No, Mark, segment, it's so. going to be a much better show. So much better. There you go. There you go. Hello to Valencia. Thank you for always for listening. Um, and uh, we got a lot of stuff going on, so why don't we start talking about it? You had some things, you know, the the weekly Corona update. What you got? What have you got? Well, I want to say hi to Valencia. I want to let you know I went to a real restaurant one year after lockdown, so that was wow. very exciting. I know. Uh, inside, <laughs> you sat inside. Inside, sat in wow. a chair. It was wow. amazing. We went to the smokehouse, you know, right next door to uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers, yeah, in, Bur- in Burbank, yeah. yeah. And we we got so much food, we have takeout for like five days. <laughs> yeah. If you're ever in Los but, Angeles, uh, Smokehouse is an institution, and they have the best garlic bread anywhere. It is, and it was the restaurant or the club that you saw in La La Land. So it's iconic Los Angeles. Yeah. So anyway... This was really disturbing. So I get a text telling me to sign in here um, uh, regarding my vaccine. Right. And I'm going, what the hey? Who are these people? I don't know who these people are. And it was very strange. And then I go to my email. And basically, the text said to view a digital record of your vaccination, click here. Right. And it identified, I'm never going to mention the company, as an L.A. County vaccinations partner. There's a key word in there, and that's partner. (laughs) So I clicked the thing from the text, and it took me to a page that had my first initial and my last initial and a place to type in my birth date. Now realize the minute you put in your first, last name, and your birth date and click continue... You're giving them a record. So I didn't do that. I went to my email and I found an email. And the email said, hello, MC. This company has partnered with L.A. County Vaccinations. Now, wait, there's no L.A. County Vaccination Department, first off. To help people vaccinated receive a digital vaccination record, blah, blah, blah. It's going to go into uh, 
Apple Wallet, right? And Google yep. Wallet, right? Goes Mark? into your Apple Wallet, right? Right. Well, before we get into the basic problem here, once you put it in your Apple Wallet and your Google Wallet, you're sharing this information. This is your health information voluntarily with Google and Apple. Now, whether you want to do this or not, you know, your decision, but let's go. Um, let's go and uh, look at this. So what I did is I went to the website for the company. I used the company name.com and I went to the website. After looking at a Google search, though, where I found that, yeah, they helped L.A. Um, do COVID testing. They were going to do contract contact tracing, but they didn't. Seemed to me like a company that was really hopping on the COVID train. But the most important thing to me would be their privacy policy. And I went to their privacy policy. The most scary thing is, quote, the services offered and data collected by this company are not subject to the CCPA. The CCPA is the California Consumer Privacy Act. This pri privacy policy describes your rights and this company's obligations under applicable law. The California Consumer Privacy Act prevents companies from selling your data. <laughs> so they have said clearly that you're not subject to this law, to this privacy law. And as I went through it, uh, yeah, we will make concerted efforts to protect you from unauthorized access. I mean, the whole thing reeks of their plan to be selling your data. Now, yes, it is HIPAA compliant because you are agreeing to give them your data. Right. So what I recommend to anybody who's in that position, read before you do it. Make a decision. Read the privacy policy. Because honestly, as I look through it, you agree that your data will be de-identified. Now, as we've talked about before, there have been a lot of studies that data can be re-identified very easily by data scientists. They can find out who you are very easily. So just, we're taking a lot of steps these days. We care about COVID. We care about what's going on, right? And what do you think about this, Mark? I mean, yeah, it's very interesting, and uh, and I don't know, uh, and I did it, and I'm usually pretty good about checking things before I have, but I did it, and I put it on my phone, um, and and my thought is that, and we don't know yet what's going to happen, but my thought is that you're going to go someplace, and private venues are going to require you to show that you've been vaccinated, and they may use this. So I thought, okay, I'll give it a try. Probably wasn't the smartest thing I could have done, uh, but I did it. And, okay. Um, uh, go ahead. No, you know, I, I'm looking at, we may also collect your gender, date of birth, and other information that is not considered PII because it cannot be used by itself or in combination with other publicly available information to identify you. Yeah. Well, that's not true. It can be. <laughs> yeah, and PII really is personal information. Uh, just remember that you are given a card when you get the vaccine. You can take a picture of the card. You can make a copy of the card. And l remember laminating, <laughs> laminate a copy of the card and keep yeah, it right. or just print it out and keep it right. in your wallet. 
That is what you have been officially given by the CDC. Yeah. There is yeah, nothing in here that says the CDC says you have to have a digital identification thing. And I would generally bet that when you go to fly, the airline is going to want proof of it. And you're going to have to upload a picture of the vaccination card. Right. This is made by a side company. I mean, this company also does does HIV stuff. I'm not getting, getting into the whole thing. But um, it's a software platform. HIV test results. It looks like a real data mine for health data. Yeah, and it it's is not... And it, you have no guarantee they're going to not going to sell your data. So I want everybody yeah, think twice. I mean, unless you just don't care, you know, then go for it. But as Mark said, he did it by accident. But the minute I went to that page and I saw they had my first initial, my second initial, and then wanted my birth date, I'm going, something's fishy here. Yeah, something's that is fishy interesting. Because if it was legit, they could have emailed me, Dear Marsha Collier. Hmm. Interesting. But they yeah, needed I know, uh, those words to fill in well, the data the, hole. A lot of the venues are now all digital, so they don't even take paper tickets anymore, or they don't want want to take paper tickets. A lot of the sports facilities, so when you go there, you scan your ticket now on your phone. So right. the yeah. So the question becomes: Do they now start? You know, do the Lakers, do the Dodgers here in Los Angeles? Do they require you to be vaccinated before they let you in the door? And do they require you to have a digital version of it? You know, because paper can be, obviously, you can have a copy of something, but who knows if that's legitimate or not. Uh, and there are so many things. I, I wouldn't say I would call them scams right now. But, you know, in here in California, if you go to a pharmacy for your COVID vaccine and you're not in the qualifying tiers right now, and you tell them you have a pre-existing condition, they don't even check Okay, you get your shot. Right. So there's a lot of things going on with that right now. And who knows, you know, paper well, paper versions of your vaccine may be looked at as, you know, somebody just copied it. So who knows? Well, you know, there's also, I know of people who have fake digital documents. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's true. And these people obviously got the email addresses and cell phone numbers from someone which no doubt would be L.A. County, and L.A. County was probably paid for it. And <laughs> think about it. It's all about the data. We've got to start yeah. thinking about that. We've got to start thinking about how many apps we download, what we carry on our phone. Not so much because someone's going to pick up our phone and read it, but the minute you join two accounts, the minute you share... You know how it says, sign in with Google. You know, why use a password? Sign in with right. this. Sign in with Facebook. Oh, yeah. You are giving that third party now access to all your data. Right. You really yeah. need to start thinking about this. Yeah, it seemed like a good idea when they first started doing that. Oh, yeah, it'll be quicker. And then I and I did it a couple of times and I thought, mm, probably not the smartest idea. So I don't do that anymore. Uh, and it's been years since I've done that. But yeah, everywhere you look, it says sign in, as you say, with one of those services. So. Yeah, we'll and see. so I always use, always just use your own email and your own password. But the landing page from the email says, please enter your full first name, last name, and date of birth to continue. First, M, blank, last name, C, blank, 
and then nothing in month, date, year. And then right. you have to click continue. And once you click something on a website, they have it. It's theirs. Exactly. So exactly. be careful. Yeah. All right. As of yesterday, the U.S. administered 100 million doses of the coronavirus. Um, not the virus, the vaccine. The, the virus. They're giving vaccine. it to people yeah. for free. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Uh, so you know we're we're on track supposedly. By May 1st, everyone who wants to get a vaccine will be able to get that. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, and a lot of people have gotten vaccines. You know, um, healthcare workers and food workers. You know, if you work at Whole Foods Market, you qualify to be getting your vaccine. So I've talked to a lot of people lately. I don't know about you, Marsha, but I found a lot of people have already gotten their vaccines. Yeah, a lot of people have. Yeah. A lot of people that. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, Valencia, who's listening to the show, on Twitter said that she was thinking about laminating hers, and I'm recommending make a copy and laminate that. Yeah, keep your right. original as is. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. So you know, uh, a lot of talk now about herd immunity. You know, coming maybe in May or June. I uh, will see. We'll see how it all goes. But at least it's a positive trend, and a lot of people are taking the vaccine. And uh, We'll see how that goes. And to the people that aren't taking it, you know, then they'll do whatever they feel like. Now, you came up with something interesting. Hey, we only have a half hour left to go on the new format. (laughs) Step it up. Hey, Um, hey. Twitter is testing something. What is it, Mark? I'm very excited about this. This, Yeah, this is very interesting. Uh, Twitter is going to be allowing you to watch YouTube videos while you're on Twitter. Previously, if you saw YouTube videos. Yeah, if you saw a YouTube uh, video clip that you wanted to see on Twitter and you clicked on it, it would take you to YouTube to watch it. So uh, they're currently running a test that sees YouTube videos that play directly in the tweet. Uh, I'm Twitter so confirmed. Glad. Thank you so yeah. much, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea because, you know, you don't always want to change the program you're in to do something. So uh, iOS, it's going to be uh, supposedly starting today. Their um, Twitter support says on iOS they're testing uh, this opportunity to do this. And it, and I would suspect that it will go through. I can't imagine why it wouldn't other than a technical issue. I don't think there's any reason not to do that. So, yeah, that's kind of good. Uh, so I, I think, think it's we'll, an excellent we'll, idea because I don't like leaving the site. Again, right. The more places you go, the more data you spread. It's like a virus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being on the internet is a virus. <laughs> yeah, uh, for which we are going to be offering on uh, tech radio uh, vaccines for that kind of virus. Sure we will. You, so yeah, we will. I have to tell you, this blew me away. And we're not going to talk about Clubhouse right now because that's a whole other conversation that's got all kinds of things going with it. But smartphone web trap traffic share worldwide um android is really rocking it even in north america where 60 percent of web traffic is android right so this goes back to what i have been saying from the beginning that if you're making apps and you're making things if you have ios as you're testing you're missing a whole lot of market i mean wow in south america it's 86 percent Asia Pacific right. at 74. It's crazy. Oceania, what is that? Australia, New Zealand? Uh, it's only 52. Sure. I, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It's a whole yeah. other place I don't go to. Yeah, exactly. But the, just a little factoid I found very interesting. 
Yeah, it really was kind of fascinating. Uh, U.S. was, the, I guess, was the closest out of that. And I guess we have a lot of, uh, obviously, iOS users in the United States. But it is surprising that it was that much of a difference. And it may be because there are so many different types of Android phones. And they can, we've talked about this, and they Exa- can be a absolutely. lot cheaper. Absolutely, that's the reason. Yeah. But that's why I say I think it's short-sighted. If you're designing something and you don't design it for Android use, too. Yeah, like, which is pretty much what happens with iOS. I, I think you're seeing a l- less of that. Uh, when the iOS first came out, there were a, you know quite a number of programs you could only get on iOS. Uh, now you find that they're available both Android and iOS. So that's changing a little bit as time is going on. Uh, but yeah, it's very interesting, and uh, kind of, the chart kind of surprised me as well. Um, yeah, it so, really was. Yeah. So that leads me to... You know how I'm always complaining about phones being too expensive? Yes. Well, surprise, surprise, Samsung had one of their unpacks, which is where they throw out new phones. Here, world, here they are. And these phones, the A52, the A52 5G, and the A72, mm-hmm. $400 and $500. They're not yeah, available yet, but they've launched Go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, they, they. I think it's interesting. I think they've got, uh, that's probably a good price point. The average iPhone, I don't know what the average price is, but certainly between probably 712 to $1,300 for an iPhone. So, oh, and, and the, the same Samsung thing with the uh, Samsung flagship phones are the same right. thing. Yeah. And I, I, we're talking a quad camera with 64 megapixel high resolution, 4K videos. I mean, 8 megapixel. Turn the videos into 8 megapixel high-resolution images with 4K video snap, scene optimizer, AI, blah, blah, stable day or night, Uh, fun content capture, all these features, fun mode. I can think of a lot of things to be fun mode. Yeah. Um, Brighter and smoother. Now, granted, 120 hertz refresh rate. I mean, that's not the fastest. No, but it's okay. Uh, But it's okay. And what we're... The display is eye care certified, whatever. I think that's great. Has eye comfort shield, which the other ones have, but this one's obviously been certified by someone. Um, These new phones, they will take the fast uh, 5G, uh, water and dust resistant with IP67, which is amazing. Uh, I, I won't go through every feature, but I will tell you. I mean, Mark, you look at these things and... I yeah, think for the price, I think this is the answer for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's got a two-day battery life, which I think well, is... Well, talking uh, about know, the battery, this is what blows me away. So I think the, the less expensive one, the A52, has a 4,500 mAh battery. Yeah. And the A72 has a 5,000. When you look at yeah, the iPhone Pro... 5G, you're only getting 2,815 mAh. The iPhone Pro is 3687, and mm-hmm. these little cheapy phones, but the the technology is still made by Samsung. It's 4,500. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's much better yeah. than even their some of their phones. They've got, uh, you know, you can add up to a terabyte, which is probably way overkill for virtually anybody, but you can get an external memory up to one terabyte. Uh, Again, that way you don't have the expense of having to pay 
for a Storage higher plan. memory phone, right? You just get the lowest one and put the little chip in that costs you what forty bucks. <laughs> yep. And you've got. I am very impressed. I can't wait to see one of them, and I will go to when when I'm comfortable to go to Whenever a store are, and right. check it out. Yeah, but and the screen they, wise is big too. They've got one that's their A72 is 6.7 inch screen, which is I think the same size as the iPhone Pro Max. So you know, six and a half of, to six point seven. That's a good size screen. And we're talking AMOLED screens too, which yeah. I mean, for the money, um, I guess the the fancier phones just dance. I'm not really sure, but yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm saying this is a real good deal for anybody. So tell me, Mark. Now we talk about that. Let's talk about some vaporware. Uh, yeah. The Facebook AR wristband. I just saw these yeah. stories and I said, "Oh my gosh!" And I just I mean, kept it's moving. Really, <laughs> you know, it's really interested. You know, interesting. Uh, they're find, trying to find ways to interact with augmented reality, and it, it this is really kind of out of Star Wars kind of stuff. It looks sort of like a watch. But apparently they say that instead of relying on voice commands, they see these uh, wearables as a way of using your mind to talk to your devices. Uh Uh, EMG sensors to detect movement of just one uh, millimeter. Now, so Uh, EMG is electromyography and it can understand finger motion of just a millimeter. So what happens when you give it the middle finger? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a very interesting question. Does it yeah. understand? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they have to. They, Facebook says they know these things have to evolve, but you know, the theory being that when you're sitting with your uh, your watch on, uh, you can use it to control your computer. You can control, you know, use it to control different devices. Um, it's very interesting. It, uh, Facebook has been able to create a device that squeezes your wrist to better mimic the sensation of moving or touching real objects. So, well, and uh, in the PC Magazine article, quote, the company is also working on a mind-reading headset capable of measuring brain activity to interpret your commands. Now, let's take all of this. Do you really want to give this to Facebook? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, my my, uh, my daughter sometimes gets migraine headaches, and they were looking at something on the internet that take this device, stick it on your forehead, and it's supposed to help with migraines. So I texted her back and said, you know what? I'm not so crazy about putting some kind of device that I don't know what the hell it's doing to my brain. And she goes, yeah, that's probably not a, you know, a smart yeah, thing to do. Yeah, you don't know. You know, th- remember there were those red light hair growing things. Yeah, yeah. They're still those around, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, think you I can mean, still they're still selling around. this stuff, and, and nobody's getting more hair. <laughs> so, That's what I heard. That is but really people the story buy them. That. People buy that. So, you know, it's difficult. So Yeah. Well, we I may found, see this in the future. I found a very cool app. <laughs> very cool because, you know, I read Mad Magazine. It's oh, called Zoom Escaper. <laughs> and if you're on a Zoom call, you can't, can't stand it. You have to go, you know. Right. And, but, but you need sound. So, like, there's actually a sound you can click on for bad connection choppiness. Oh, is right. my connection bad? I'm so sorry. I'll just drop out and fix it. And you disappear mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. You've got the sound of dogs barking, a man weeping, crying baby, and you can adjust the volume on little sliders. Construction. Right. Echo, so, you know, you say bad connection. Oh, echo, echo. Somebody urinating in the background. 
Lovely. I think this is genius. It's a free bit of audio software called VB Audio that routes your audio through their website and then changes the audio input into Zoom from your microphone to EB Audio and plays with the effects. It's called Zoom Escaper. <laughs> I think it's... I, I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing about it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, dog. Uh, maybe if you want someone to think you have a very vicious dog in your house, I guess you use. I mean, the dog I've been on one. some Zoom calls that I've wanted to get off, get off of more desperately than life itself, and sometimes right. you just can't. Yeah. So these yeah, things are brilliant. Yeah, it's interesting. It was we all been working from home, um, and in the middle of talking to people. My dogs hear something at the front door and they start barking like crazy, you know, and then you got to apologize to the person. Hey, sorry, my dog is, but everybody gets it now because everybody's working. Yeah, but I like the bad connection. I'll just drop out and fix it and come back. Yeah, right. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't can you hear, hear me now. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Say that's hi to his... Sasha and Maida. They are on hey, Twitter. Sasha, Good to see you, buddy. Us. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, so lots of stuff going on now, and, uh, you know, technology evolves every day, and it'll be very interesting to see where we go in the future with all this stuff. Uh, okay, so what is a digital detox? Okay, so this is weird, and I found it on the Internet. Their Twitter account is at reviews underscore org, and, and they are a legit company. Uh, they have video reviews on YouTube and they are having the 2021 Digital Detox Challenge. You yep. can find out about this by going to their website or their Twitter account. And it's, can you survive 24 hours without technology? Get paid $2,400 to go 24 hours without technology. What is that, $100 an hour? 100 bucks an hour, yep. Not bad, not bad. No, not bad at all. I could do so that. I could do 24 hours. You can that. apply there and... I, you know, we all think it can be easy, but three out of four Americans consider themselves addicted to their phones. Right. And how often do you check your phone? Uh, the average person checks it every nine minutes, which is 160 times a day. Right. And I mean, if you figure you're going to sleep for, say, eight of those hours, you know, where you're not using your phone anyway... You know, now you're down to 16 hours with, without your phone, and then, you know, sometimes you're eating and you're doing other things. So, yeah, I, I, I could do that. I don't know how many people they're taking for this. Okay, yeah. I don't know either. Um, they're running separate challenges in the U.S. and Australia. So, it's uh, the application is on the reviews.org website, and the deadline for applications is 5 p.m., MST on March 26th. So I mean, if you want to apply, um, what they're going to do, here are a few things you might want to put in your challenge kit, a typewriter to replace your laptop, board games, writing stationery, an abacus, yeah. right. <laughs> books, paints and brushes, uh, anything that's techless. And there's an application if you click through on the pages and it doesn't look, on a scale of one to 10, how addicted to technology are you? <laughs> 11. One not being, you're right. Yeah. Um, and uh, then it has a thing, why are you applying, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So uh, they have, now you can, I assume you can watch TV. They don't consider that to be using anything. So during that period of time, you can, I assume, watch television. You can't watch it on your mm -hmm. phone or your iPad, but I assume you can watch your television set. Uh, apparently they say that we average 56 hours and 42 minutes per week watching TV. 
Yep. So, no, you know, that's a just, technology that's counted. I well, think that's what I'm asking. Is that this yeah, television it is. considered to be? It's on the page, yeah. Oh, it is. So you can't watch Ovu. That's a little tougher than yeah. if you can't watch TV during the day. Uh, what are those things we used to use when we were watching TV? They, they called them books. Yeah, that's I what think. I suggested before. I've written a few, yeah. and what the heck, you could read that. There are a lot yeah. of interesting books out, and it's actually a pleasure to read a book. So if you'd like to make $2,400, sounds worthwhile for 24 hours worth of work, plus you get a $200 uh, Amazon uh, card, gift card. Right. And there's a challenge in the U.S. and one in Australia. So Cool. Give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. it's that's pretty cool. I think I think that's definitely. I would worth do doing. it if if I could do it, but unfortunately, yeah. I can't. I mean, even you know, it's funny. Even with books, I mean, and I haven't because I'm not in the car anymore. Uh, you know, or very often since the pandemic started, uh, I used to listen to books on tape all the time. You know, which you couldn't do during this. Uh, no. But you know, I would listen to Audible. So I got out of the habit. I think I still know how to read. I'm fairly. <laughs> Comfortable in, I just I shared I a tweet on Twitter about it before, but you go apply at reviews.org. It's very cool. Very yeah, if you, and if you happen to do that, let us know. Email us, tw- uh, text us, Twitter us, do something. Mark and Marsha at gmail.com yeah. if you Yeah, if you please can. do that. Um, and if you ever okay. want information about us, that's a good place to look. And also our Facebook page to find information about the show. Yeah, uh, you got to start which, posting more on the Facebook page. Yeah. I suddenly went blank. Are we? Is, that's our computer and technology radio page, correct? Yes, it is. On Facebook. Yes, is. Yeah, so check that out for uh, information about the show if you need to do that. So it's so funny. You know, I was talking to the people at Libsyn, and that's the company that distributes podcasts everywhere. Right. And I said, John, you know, our our podcast name is so old-fashioned, Computer and Technology Radio. And the guy says, what are you kidding? You got all the keywords. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you you got it made. So l- let's go here because you use Apple Photos, I guess. You don't use Amazon do. and you don't use Google. I, I mean, I have it, but I, I don't use Amazon at all. I do have Google Photos, but for the most part, it's Apple Photos. Now... You get any of this free, as far as you know? <laughs> uh, well, the only thing I pay for with Apple is I pay for the iCloud uh, to increase. I think I have 50 gig a month, and, or 50 gig storage, and I pay 99 cents a month for that. Yeah, basically, um, Google One, which is same as iCloud storage, is right. 100 gigabytes for 19.99 a year. It's cheap enough. I don't know how I'm going to fill up 100 gigabytes of anything. Um, But I don't know. I just, and honestly, the same prices are with Amazon. And Amazon keeps bugging me to do it. You know, like I get it because I'm Amazon Prime, as you are. Yep. Uh, So, you know, I looked at them. There's really not that big a difference with tagging the people in the pictures or sharing the pictures. It's just as easy with both. Right. Printing services. Now, Google has a really good printing services. I give Google photo books to people for birthdays and stuff like that. You can put somebody's name or, you know, dog or whatever right. as a search in your Google photos, and you can make a prints. You can make a little book. People love the books. They also like the canvas prints, but, you know, giving someone a piece of art is a bit much, I think. Yeah. But anyway, they're reasonably priced. 
Um, I'm happy with it. But you can do the same thing on Amazon Photos. And we can basically go down the line, although why should we? <laughs> because they're really pretty much the same. Uh, Google Photos gives you 15 gigabytes free. And what you get a certain amount free with Amazon, but you're already paying 119 for Prime membership. Right. right? So <laughs> you're paying for it anyway. Um, I, I just don't want to share everything with Amazon. Amazon is getting just too big. You know, Google is way too big as it is, but the one thing Google still sticks by is they're not selling our data. They're using it, but they're not selling it. And, right. And I, I just don't feel the same way about Amazon. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has some paranoia about Amazon. And I, when you first said this, I, that was my first reaction. Do we really want to share one more thing with Amazon? I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to continue to use it. And I don't share a lot of photos. I mean, if you know, when I share a photo, it's either with a friend or on the rare occasion I post on Facebook, which is really rare. I really almost never post on Facebook. Uh, it'll be a dog picture or something like that. So I don't really share a lot of photos. And I also, I can't remember, frankly, the last time I printed out a photo. Well, I, mean, I, I actually really made uh, those Google photo books and gave them to people yeah. as presents for the holidays and birthdays. Oh, those are great. People yeah. love them. It's fabulous. No, those are great. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea. And it is nice to hold the photograph in your hand instead of just showing it on your watch or doing it whatever. Uh, but there's so many electronic methods now. You know, you can stream it on your TV. You know, we used to buy those. They were very popular five, six, seven years ago was the digital photo screens. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's I just recently saw a new one that was kind of fun that you just, you know, you uploaded it instantly. And if your family or you, let's say your parents had the digital screen that when you uploaded it, it immediately uploaded to their digital screen. Well, so you the see, second that you, I have a yeah, Google no. hub and it constantly pulls pictures from my Google pictures. Right. And I've been seeing pictures from like the early two thousands. Yeah. It's been great. I love it. And it just, they're random and you never know what's coming up. You can't ask yep. it anything. But I think it's really kind of cool. You know? Yeah, Apple does that now with the with their new uh, downloads. Where every day I turn on my phone and there's a different picture there, uh, you know, of something in my, uh, you know, my past photo history, portraits yeah. and such. And it's fun. It's really nice to see those because it surprises you. And you go, oh yeah, I remember that. that yeah, was great. I like it when it comes up in a little frame. But the new Google Hub has lidar, which watches you when you sleep. To tell yeah, you if scary. you've had a good night's sleep or not, well, yeah. I highly recommend you buy the old version <laughs> yeah. because, again, there's no business of Google's how well I sleep. Mm -mm. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Yeah. And, yeah, probably not a good idea also to never put cameras in your bedroom. That might <laughs> just be a, it might be a really good tip. Just keep your cameras, as we've told you a million times, uh, keep your cameras pointed outside of your house, not inside your house. Ours are outside. Weird. Somebody yeah. put, yanked an one of the antennas out of our cameras, oh, which wow. I thought was very bizarre. Well, that's but, odd. Oh, and one night our backyard cameras um, recorded a party of a bunch of, oh, what are they called? The bandit-looking furry animals. The uh, Oh, the uh, uh, raccoon. Yeah. There were like four raccoons. And they were like horsing around and having this big party out by my pool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> didn't need to know that. <laughs> no, exactly. 
Exactly. So yeah, be careful about having your cameras up and anything else that you do that other people could be looking at. If you happen to have a uh, Echo device in Amazon and it has a camera, just cover it up. Just take a Speaking piece of Speaking of and- Echo, when we have the new yeah. setup for the for the show, which we're probably going to have it all in April, we'll mm-hmm. need that Echo, Echo, Echo effect because yep. this is the cool tip of the week. Cool, cool, cool yeah, that I'm yeah. about to give you. I thought you weren't supposed to say cool anymore. You just chastised we'll me last fi- week. We're going to find cool. the right word. We're going to find right, the right I'm, word. I will yeah, you survey can't tell me this not to use Gen Zs and yeah, yeah, okay. see, see what we can do. Okay. So when you have an Android phone and it's a branded phone, this is the weird thing about Android phones. Each brand has their own stuff. Like Samsung right. has their own messages. But the first thing I do is I download Google messages because all the Google stuff get synced to the cloud and I can access it whatever from anywhere I like it so I use Google Messages Mm -hmm. so if you download the latest version of Google Messages and I tried this and it's so cool you can actually and you can do this on Samsung Messages too but again I use Google you can schedule text messages. You ever you're lying in bed at like 11.30 at night, oh gosh, I forgot to text that person. And you type it in, you go, wait a minute, maybe their phone isn't on silence. And what am I going to do? So if you type in your text, hold down the send arrow, a little thing pops up that says schedule send. To schedule send, keep the phone on and connect to Wi-Fi or data, which you already are, but Whatever. (laughs) You can do like later today, 8 a.m., later today, 1 p.m., later today, 6 p.m., or pick date and time. And I think that is genius because I'm one of those people who think of text to send in the middle of the night. Uh, Not me. (laughs) No. I just try to sleep as much as humanly possible during the middle of the night, so I don't do that. No, it's before I go to sleep, Mark. I don't do it in my sleep. Oh, you're setting it up in the middle of the night. Okay, (laughs) there you go. That, That makes more sense. But you can do this. You can do it on some third-party apps, like Do It Later, which is a good idea. Now, can you do this? There's also an SMS organizer from Microsoft, but that's still in beta. Pulse, but I don't see. You know, you got got Google Messages if you're on Android. Do they have yeah. something like this on iPhone? Um, you know, I've never used it. I, I have a recollection that they do, but I've never used it. But I think there is some way of scheduling on an iPhone. I just haven't done you, it before. You didn't get the memo yet. <laughs> no, apparently not. No, okay, apparently. yeah, because in this article, it doesn't mention iOS. Yeah, so I can't remember I'm now. I'm tending to think that it isn't. But, hey, I'm sure everybody has everything eventually. And uh, yeah. it's going to happen. There you go. Exactly. Uh, a couple of just quick, uh, we want to do some, I think, TV and movie stuff. But um, the best routers uh, were rated. And here's a list of your best wireless routers for now, 2021. Now, this is on PC Magazine. We PC did Mac, not yeah. check this out. <laughs> we are telling no, you no, we what don't. they said. Yeah, what they think. Yeah, yes, it's not right. ours, right? Correct. So basically, if you were a gamer, now some of these are very expensive. If you're a gamer, there's the Asus ROG Rapture. GT AC 5300, $445. That ain't cheap. No. Uh, but that's meant for gaming if you're, you know, if you're on the internet and you're gaming. Uh, their overall top pick was the TP-Link Archer. Uh, it's their AX11000. That sells for about $376 on Amazon. 
Uh, then you get down to more normal price things, which still have very good reviews. Uh, four out of five stars is the Asus RT uh, AC66U, which sells for $107 on uh, Amazon and 95 bucks at Newegg. Um, you've got your Linksys uh, EA6350, which also sells for $79 or $80 on Amazon. So, you know, you don't have to spend a fortune to get some of these I've things. I've used and Linksys these are, routers forever, and I'm really happy with them. Yeah, Linksys has always been a solid router. They have one there, the dual band mesh system, which is their Wi-Fi 6 router. Uh, sells on Amazon for $313. I don't know. And, I kind of like the looks of the Netgear Night- Nighthawk, but now we're getting to three and a half bullets and it's $362. Yeah, it's so expensive. I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's very you expensive. Have higher so that rated stuff like Mark said for less money. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's do we've only got about 5 minutes left uh, of the show. So wait, wait, let's wait, ta- wait. Really? 5 minutes left. This isn't fair. I just yeah, have we'll to do. tell you that there're only two sh- shows in my humble opinion that are worth watching on Apple TV Plus. And mm-hmm. of course that's Ted Lasso. Great show. And the other one is For All Mankind which I think is amazing. It's a, briefly uh, about, it's reality, but it's fiction. And it's about going to space, landing on the moon, and technically the Soviet Union made it to the moon first, and now we have women in the astronaut group. It's fascinating. It's showing now. If you have Apple TV+, Plus, I recommend watch it. That's a good one. The morning show was also outstanding. That, that was on Apple TV. One. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. There, there's some good stuff on. You know, it's funny. We talked about when um, CBS Access first came out. You and I both said, eh, not going to do it. Not going to pay for another streaming service. And then all of a sudden, they've started to add, because it's now Par- uh, Paramount Plus. And Paramount Plus has got some really good stuff on there. And things that I kind of wanted to watch, but just refused to do it. But now you can get Star Trek. You can get The Good Wife, uh, the or whatever the new name of the Mark, sequel was. Mark, if you want to watch Star Trek, I have all the DVDs. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you know, they got the new Star Trek on there. Uh, but if you use the code YEAR, Y-E-A-R, and you opt for their annual plan, it's 50% off. So instead of paying 100 bucks for the first year, it's now $50 for the first year. And that's the one without commercials. You can get one for half the price if you're willing to put up commercials. Hey, Mark, I, I remember that. when everybody was saving money, so they were cutting the cord. Boy, I'm right, not going to exactly. pay all this money. And now yep. people are spending even more. Oh, yeah. Even more than they ever thought that they'd want to spend. It's actually crazy. There's a lot of that going on. And I have to say that I've watched a number of things on uh, the Disney Channel, uh, which uh, The Mandalorian, which I didn't really want to watch, and I didn't watch it for a long time. And then I started watching it. You know what? I actually love the show. It's a Star Wars episode. That's the one that has the child they call, which is Baby Yoda. So if you're looking for something and you're a Star Wars fan, uh, Mandalorian was outstanding. I was just really surprised by the fact there are two seasons. They're supposed to come out with another one. Um, And that was that one. So are you watching anything else? Um, I'm just watching Grey's Anatomy after 16 years. (laughs) Still, I enjoy that show. It's so much fun. The characters, and one of the main characters just died, and everybody on Twitter went insane. So, 
That's so really, Wade, it's really are funny. Are we going to have well, some closeout s- music, or how are we going to do this, Wade? Jump on yeah, in. Yeah, well, Wade, yeah, in about a minute, we should have the closeout music. Okay. Um, they, uh, yeah, it's really funny you're bringing up, actually, Grey's Anatomy, because I was watching the show after that, and sometimes you get, you know, two minutes of the old show before the new right, show starts. Right. And there's Meredith Grey with a, te- with a test okay. tube. Oh, there we go. Uh so, uh, yeah, she was she had a uh, tube in her mouth, and I thought, oh, are they killing off her? I can't imagine they're killing her she, off. She just, you know, it's very sad. She has COVID. She has COVID really bad. Oh, that's why she's in a, in a thing. Okay. Yep, yep, Got yep, it. yep. Uh, and she so sees that's dead okay. people. <laughs> Does she? Oh, yeah, she sees um, Patrick, uh, the guy who played her husband. Sees yeah, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, so yeah. My wife. Cool. I just asked my wife about that this morning, and then and the TJ TJ Knight, a TK Knight. I think. Is yeah, his he name. showed up too because he's dead yeah. in the show. So that that's kind of fun. Uh, and then if you're you know if you're looking for a couple of good things just to watch, uh, the trial of Chicago Seven. I think Marsha, did you watch that? Of course, it it's was on Netflix. Wonderful. Yeah, that was an excellent one. The Prom uh, was kind of fun to watch. That was a Broadway. Uh, Broadway musical, uh, so there's there's a number you know a number of things coming out there. But like I say, uh, check out Paramount Paramount Network, which I never thought I would sign on to. They got a billion. Hey, Mark, things say on goodbye. There. It's time. <laughs> I don't hear any music yet. Mark, uh, say goodbye. It's time. <laughs> all right, Marcia, but you're you're way ahead. But okay, so hey, listen, everybody. Ten seconds, uh, Mark. <laughs> don't drink and drive. We'll be right back. I think you're wrong. But this okay. is Marcia Collier, Mark Cohen, and Wade Taylor and Kurt Boothman. We want to thank you for listening to the new version of Computer and Technology Radio. We're going to be making a bunch of changes and hopefully they're going to work and hopefully you're going to like them. So please email us, markandmarsha at gmail.com or message me on Twitter at Marsha Collier and we'll take any suggestions that you'd like to hear. So thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.